The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Hello, welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startup and early stage companies, as well as visit with innovators in the agriculture and food industry. My name is Michael with RH Accelerator, and today we're here with Joe Dales, co-founder at RH Accelerator, and Todd Orman, Global Director, Strategic Initiatives and Alliances at TELUS Agriculture. Todd, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah, I would. I uh, would call myself uh, an Aggie, uh, an Aggie that's tended to be in a lot of uh, change management type of uh, jobs and roles. So, I've had a career of. Um, moving into the new areas of agriculture and uh, helping drive that. So historically, I mean, I, I started out on a farm. You know, I was a farmer. You know, I grew up in foremost Alberta, rented farmland when I was 19 and put myself through school, uh, got a, a master's in agricultural economics from the University of Guelph, and then went on to, you know, industry. And I uh, started out in Cyan. That's where I met Mr. Dales. He was a product manager who gave me lots of work as a sales rep out in the field and uh, did that for a few years. And um, But of course, in the industry of ag, as you know, it's been one of constant change, right? I think within four months of my time at Cyanid, we went through a merger um, with uh, Aerith Wyeth back then. And ever since then, I've been doing nothing but uh, seeing change in ag. So... I started out in, in uh, Cyanamid, and then I had followed a boss into uh, United Grain Growers, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Giles. And the interesting thing there is back in those days, we had all those small country elevators, and the job there was honestly to restructure. So I got involved with restructuring country elevators, You know, had the fun job, honestly, of closing some of them down, building out some of the larger ones, and... Uh, Moved across Western Canada with that. In fact, I think in my first 10 years of my career, I moved seven times in four provinces. I ended up in Olds, Alberta and uh, uh, restructured the region. And then I was asked to move back east. And my <laughs> wife said, no, we only move west. So uh, I stayed in Olds, Alberta and um, began working for a company called uh, Ad Farm. I uh, had some nice clients like uh, Dow AgriSciences and uh, Agrian uh, launched Frontline, launched uh, ESN for Agrian and enjoyed that, but uh, always wanted to be the client. So I got headhunted from for to Syngenta. Uh, I spent some time at Syngenta and this is where I really got into data. So um, back in the day, um, you know, there was a lot of mass marketing. But, you know, Syngenta had a very strong customer planning uh, approach. And so they, they looked at utilizing data. And I, I had this uh, boss by the name of Norm Dreger. And Norm had this spreadsheet of customers. And I remember we handed it to our data provider. And we thought we were done our job with data. So we had a database and we were all done. But six years later, we actually had program management, uh, the ability to do social media, uh, contact centers, and the whole nine yard. And uh, that's what really got me down that path. So then I, I spent about uh, nine years at Syngenta doing that kind of stuff, ended up as a portfolio manager for North America, and then was recruited into UFA. I ran their ag division for about three years. And then 
back from my days as the grain growers, a gentleman by the name of Wade Barnes invited me to uh, come into Farmer's Edge. Uh, Patrick Crampton was a boss of mine at Syngenta. He was there as well, joined them, spent a couple of years building out the first farm command that would went global, lived my life on an airplane, um, got to see Australia, almost every field you can imagine in the Midwest, Dodge, Kansas, you name it. I was uh, with Farmer's Edge, it was a very interesting time, but um, I, uh, again, live on an airplane. And uh, had an opportunity after that. Uh, I was in, involved in some of the super cluster work with Farmer's Edge. Uh, got talking to TELUS, and TELUS told me this story that they wanted to build an ag division. Um, thought that's kind of crazy, a telco getting into agriculture. But they had a track record. Uh, they had a track record doing similar things in the area of health and in the area of uh, international. So I joined uh, TELUS and here I am, you know, I was employee number three with TELUS Agriculture. We now have 1,300 employees scattered over 50 different uh, countries. So been busy. That's exciting, Todd. Really, uh, really quite a story. You've really pushed yourself into positions where you've had to innovate and, and bring innovation to the market. So uh uh, congratulate you on that. Um, always been impressed with with uh, what you're working on. Um, can you give us a quick snapshot of Telus uh, for people that you know they, they see it this, the, them as a phone company? Uh, you know, often often we've had Telus phones and stuff. Um, and then you know, talk a little bit more about uh, you know what you've done with Telus Ag getting started and and uh, a little bit of that story. So. Our audience is, you know, farmers and agribusiness, and I think they'll find that really fascinating. How you, how you pop this thing uh, up relatively quickly? Yeah, to some, some it looks relatively quickly, but it, it was a lot of work, and, and a lot of the infrastructure was already there. So, you know, when I when I joined uh, uh, Talus, um, everyone talks about Darren. So Darren is the CEO of uh, Telus. He's been, I think, the CEO for seventeen or twenty years. Uh, they talked to him like about him, like he's the guy next to you in the cubicle. So everyone kept talking about Darren. I asked who Darren was, and they all looked at me like, who, "What do you mean you don't know who Darren is?" Mm-hmm. Um, but Darren has a very significant strategy, and a lot of that strategy kind of focuses around social capitalism. So Darren would see Telus as a telco today, but probably a little bit more of a tech company in the future. But we don't go after uh, developing verticals that are going to go after a Microsoft or a Google. We look at things that have social purpose. And so um, our diversification strategy has been looking at things like health and now agriculture. If you look at some of our competitors, they've invested in things like... You know, Blue Jays or Sportsnet or media assets. Uh, that's not where Telus goes. Again, they look at these tech verticals. So um, Telus Ag follows that piece. And some of the core um, functionality that Telus has in it is uh, ventures and uh, the ability to acquire companies. And this is what they did to set up Telus Health. Uh, there was about 22 acquisitions over a 12 year period. And the same thing with uh, TELUS International, which is actually the largest people division in TELUS. I think there's there's 55,000 plus people and they're in the US, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, Central America, and Asia. And uh, so to that end, um, we leverage that infrastructure and that thinking to start looking at TELUS Ag. 
Now, Talus Ag, just to give you guys a bit of background too, you know, the nice thing about Talus as it went into areas like health, it was a nice neutral player, right? Um, it wasn't a pharmaceutical company. It wasn't a clinic. Um, it was an enabler of data. It helped connect that record. It's the same thing that they started looking at when they get into when we got into agriculture. It was really more about how do we connect this disparate databases, and how do we connect an ecosystem up? Because we do have that belief that there's a need to start understanding what happens in the farm upstream to what happens with the food. And that demand is definitely there, but it's going to take uh, a significant effort to basically connect those. And it's not going to be a single platform. It's going to be a number of um, investments and acquisitions and partnerships in various use cases throughout that value chain to connect that. And that is what we did on the health side. Todd, uh, can you take us through a bit about your growth uh, through acquisition strategy and then what types of companies are you looking at acquiring? Well, it's a, it's a combination of, of acquisition and investment and partnership. So it's a, a little bit of a, a little bit of both. And so when we look at the uh, ecosystem, we kind of at a very high level looked at kind of three general buckets, farm and ranch, agri-food and um, agribusiness. I mean, on the farm, you know, you are going to need uh, data sets and systems that basically drive production, right? So that uh, helps you grow the crop or uh, more efficiently raise an animal. Those are unique uh, data systems and structures that do that. Agribusiness also utilizes a similar data sets, but they utilize it more for securing commodities or for actually selling to the farm. And so there you could have everything from program management to uh, marketing type of materials, different than you know a, a variable rate program that would go with the growers. And then at the agri-food side, what you find is the data systems start moving from looking at the farm to looking at the consumer. Now you're starting to track from the processor on and you're starting to measure what's actually at the plate or on the shelf. So those are the various data systems there. So to that end, we looked at trying to find companies of size and scale that we could invest and acquire in that. And then to make that work, we also needed a data exchange because you're going to have, see different data sets in each of those things that come through. And to that end, we've also invested in that front and acquired companies that support that. Now, the other thing I should note is that TELUS Ag has a fairly significant neutrality. Now, it is somewhat unique and beneficial that TELUS is, has not been... Um, a chemical company or a seed company or a grain company, right? So that non-bias allows us to honestly play throughout that value chain to connect that value chain. So we don't sell iron, we don't sell chemistry, we don't sell seed, but we work with those kind of companies as partners and we work with the farmer to connect that. So that that's the overall strategic intent. And when we started looking at these investments and acquisitions, and, and there's a little bit of a telco mentality there too, right? When you start thinking about the telco world, not everybody builds a tower next to each other. You share the towers and you beat each other up at the consumer level. That's that's the same thing here when you start looking at uh, Telesai. Yeah, it's terrific. Um, so 1,300 employees, uh, where, where are they uh, located? Um, you know, where do you have operations? So we, are, we actually do have like business in 50 different countries. But you now to be candid, Joe, I don't know if this is the right way to describe it. We're a little Anglo-Saxon. Um, 
Our, our largest business alignment is really in the UK, US, Canada, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. But we do have uh, footholds in China, footholds in South America, footholds in Australia. Well, actually, from the food side, a fairly significant foothold in Australia as well. So it's, so it's it is very very broad, um, and it really depends where our, our partners are. I think today we have roughly about 106 million acres in our databases, about uh, 2,200 different clients. 15 of the top 20 food brands, 40% of the Canadian cattle herd, and about 13% of the North American cattle herd in our database today. Oh, it's really, really pretty impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited that we have another new major supplier that is good at technology. Um, you know, we know that there's going to be a lot of heavy lifting required. Uh, you guys have a good footprint with the with the cellular you know, infrastructure in, in Canada anyways. And, uh, you know, the smartphone is such an enabler for, uh, for farmers and probably arguably one of their most important implements if you try to take it away from, you know, my brother, for instance, you know, it, it probably wouldn't work, right? <laughs> It'd be, you know, no, <laughs> I need my phone. Um, no, this is really exciting. Where, uh, where are you going? Uh, with this? Is this, uh, uh, you know, do you want to continue to grow? Or are you going to keep expanding, uh, you know, more products, more services? Um, you know, what's, what does TELUS Ag look like in, in five years in your mind? If you can share that with us. Yeah, I mean, we, we started off, you know, where we could get the, a decent footprint, right? So we started off very much into row crops and we started off also in beef because those are also some of the expertise that we had on the team. Um, and so that that's where we have started. But I do see us uh, continuing to fill in the gap. So today, it's not like we are at that stage where, yep, I can go to a grocery store at Sobeys and you know link that to uh, my brother's farm in Foremost, Alberta. We're not, we're not there yet, right? Um, so there still is some gaps to fill in with the overall uh, ecosystem as we start looking at those complementary pieces to the bases we have in place. And then the other thing is we will start looking at other sectors. So again, we're very strong on row crops. Um, one of our acquisitions, Agrian, has a really solid footprint in California. They've got about 70% of the acres there. And they do work a lot with high value crops and some of the regulatory environments. But I do see us now expanding into other commodities and also maybe looking at some of those other new things that are coming down the pipe that may be, you know, uh, that will be technology uh, enabled. So vertical farming, I can see some of the things we're looking at. And then the, I think the other thing that we will consider a lot in is what do we, what you know, how do we expand our footprint in sustainability? Today, uh, we have Unilever as a client that uses the Muddy Boots uh, piece. Our feedlot team uh, does carbon credits in that marketplace. But you can see lots of opportunities for us to think through how we expand that area as well. Yeah, that looks like, uh, sounds like a great plan uh, moving forward. I know you get to look at uh, a lot of companies in the agriculture space. Uh, would you, are there any sort of trends that you see uh, moving forward that will, uh, I guess, make uh, sort of some transformational changes in the agriculture sector? Uh, you, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things there. I think, you know, to be candid, this is just my own personal view. Um, 
there's a lot of good technology out there, but there was still a, probably a lack of understanding of how to go to market. So I don't know how many companies we had talked to that you can see had great functionality, but really did not know how to leverage that technology with the farm or with the channel. And and on top of that, you know, the farm and the channel, even though you got lots of technology in there, still is learning how to use and adapt it, right? So I do think over time, uh, you, we, we are starting, and even the COVID piece, because of like, just like the Zoom piece, you will see much more understanding of how to utilize and leverage those. And those will become much more natural. So I do expect the channels to mature. I do expect go-to-market approaches to mature. Some of the things in the marketplace have been tried, but you know what? They're, they're just not there. You know, like it or not, ag is not not the urban world. It's not the 15-year-old kid on Facebook, right? We have a 52-year-old guy that looks a lot like me with thicker and fatter thumbs that um, does is using this technology. So I, I do see a little bit more rethink about how we support the farm and how we leverage technology going forward. Um, on top of that, I do expect to see some consolidation. I mean, there's no doubt. I think the first round of technology has been out there and uh, we are starting to see some of those come together. I mean, there's always been a number of announcements about cooperation and, and collaboration on that side. And then finally, the other thing I do think is we will see more collaboration on data. Because I think a lot of people are understanding that one of the real big challenges here is, is that the technology is not connected. So to that end, some of the bigger players are going to start working together to look at how we can normalize data and start thinking about how we can move data across this uh, ecosystem. Yeah, great points. Uh, great points, Todd. Um, you've, you've had your career, uh, basically your whole life in agriculture. Uh, we're going to need to draw in talent from the outside, uh, especially engineers and and people that haven't been on farms and so on uh what would you say about you know why is agriculture and food such a great career path for the next uh you know for your career yeah there's, there's a lot to unpack on that right you know I don't know if I should say this in public, but, you know, my boss is not an Aggie. It's amazing how smart that guy is. He's actually figured a lot of this stuff out. You know, as an Aggie, it took me working for TELUS to kind of get that good sense that, you know, there is going to be a lot of people moving in to this space that we're just not used to, right? I mean, you and I both know that there's just not a lot of kids left on the farm. Mm-hmm. And you are going to see a more urban uh, piece come into the world of ag. And, I also find it fascinating by working at Talus. Like ag is cool. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people really like the thought of agriculture and the mm-hmm. idea that you're feeding people. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of interest in that uh, piece that you know what you're doing is for social good. And I think that you know, as a, a growing up in ag, you also, sometimes you take that for granted that you know it's just what you've done all your life. But when you listen to people and you talk to people that have not been in agriculture, that resonates very significantly. And so I think that is one of the cool factors about agriculture and why you want to be in it, because you know you're doing something that has a social significance. And today, that's a big deal. And compared to, you know, when we, you and I first met back in the days of uh, Cyanamon, 
Mm-hmm. I've never seen this much interest in food coming from the urban population. And so that trend I can only see increasing. Um, and that itself will drive a lot of change and a lot of newness into the world of ag. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I think the amount of innovation that can help farmers. That's what motivates me is trying to bring new tools, new solutions to help them, you know, save a dollar or make a dollar. Uh, And yeah, when you boil it all down, we're helping feed the world. So it's still pretty easy to get motivated every day to, you know, push it and, uh, you know, try to try to help um, on this thing. So no, good for you. That's great. Mike, do you have another question? It's really interesting seeing how, uh, sort of TELUS Ag has sort of started up uh, within sort of the whole TELUS uh, infrastructure. And uh, can you just talk a little bit about how you've seen uh, things change? You were employee number three in the new division in a huge company. And uh, now that division's grown extremely fast over the last few years. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about uh, those changes? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the nice thing about TELUS Ag, it always had support from the execs like there really was a real strong uh push there right so uh that was always exciting to see that kind of momentum behind it and when you get that kind of momentum from a company like telus that's what drives things right and that's what drives things fast and then they had the experience to do this in the past so you got things moving I guess the way I'm characterizing right now, you know, chapter one has kind of been, you know, get the business shooting up and running has been completed. It's not like we're, we're still going to grow, but chapter two is now bringing them together. So we, we have been a collection of brands. We're now going to be moving into a branded house. And so, um, you know, when we hired or when we acquired these companies, we also acquired the people. And so, you know, I would say that we have some really strong leadership now coming in from the acquisitions, you know, from both the TKXS and Agrian and uh, from the Exedra uh, acquisitions. And they're going to bring a little bit more of a flavor to it that is really ag-centric, right? Um, With the best of both worlds. And so that I'm I'm finding kind of exciting because... It, it is interesting because uh, the, these leaders, honestly, and I didn't know this when I, I, I wasn't too sure about this when I got into it, right? Like I knew we were going to acquire companies. I wasn't too sure if when we acquired the company, the individuals we acquired were there to honestly get the big paycheck and move on or continue the vision. But almost everybody came in because they liked the vision. And so I am seeing a lot of passion, to be honest, from the leadership that we have at TELUS Ag to continue to drive that. Now, you know, um, one of the gentlemen, the the CEO from um, Agrian, he's now head of agribusiness. Honestly, I can get that guy on a call at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. Well, 4.30, I think, is his limit is what I've learned for a call in the U.K., and also, he will be on that call at 10 o'clock. And I will see that same passion throughout it. So, it is, we are definitely going to be a lot more ag-centric in the world of uh, TELUS Ag. But I do expect to see um, significant change as we come in together as TELUS Ag. And so, there will be a, a nice blend of Agnes and uh, Telco. Yeah, this is a great story that's uh, you know, sort of popped up and... Uh... I think, yeah, we look forward to hearing more about uh, sort of TELUS Ag in the future. Um, Before we head out, is there anything else uh, you'd want our listeners to know about? No, again, um, I I think if you're 
interested in agriculture, you're interested in technology, I think this is an extremely interesting time to be in agriculture. You know, if you're looking for where the world is changing to, this is definitely a sector that's going to drive it, right? So um, if you're interested in satellite technology and soil science and food, uh, it combines all those things that I knew about the equipment I used to drive as a kid to the chemistry and seed that I worked at back in my days at Syngenta. So it is an exciting time. If people want to learn uh, more about Telesag or uh, connect with you, uh, how can they do that? Uh, they can, they're welcome. So we've got the website up. You just go to the TELUS. There's a sectional on TELUS Ag. Uh, they can uh, easily go on there and uh, take a look at all the various acquisitions and services we have. If they want to get hold of me, uh, they're more than welcome to reach out with me on LinkedIn or I'm not too sure how far this will go if I should put my, my uh, phone number and email yeah, address. Or not. Probably not. Yeah. So uh, but they're more than welcome to reach out to me from a uh, LinkedIn perspective and any other way. Perfect. I don't think we'll get you thousands and thousands of, uh, you know, new followers, but uh, yeah, LinkedIn's LinkedIn works for most people. So yeah, oh, that's great. I really appreciate you sharing this morning, Todd, and it's great to catch up and congratulations on all your progress and, uh, and uh, really proud of your leadership on, uh, on, you know, helping TELUS be successful in agriculture and know they're going to be a big player and, and very influential helping, you know, helping us grow more food and feed the world. So uh, good for you. Congratulations. Thanks, Joe. It's always a pleasure. And Mike, it was very nice uh, meeting you as well. Very nice to meet you as well. And I just wanted to thank our listeners for tuning into the Ready, Set, Grow podcast. You can find us uh, at our website, rhaccelerator.com, uh, YouTube, or your favorite podcasting platform. And I just wanted to thank you again, Todd, for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you.